And welcome to Deus Life, an aspirational podcast. I am Patrick, and here with me, as always, is... Hayden. Hayden, I've been listening to a lot of other shows lately, Ooh. and I feel like they all suck, so okay. I'm going to stop preparing. I don't have any topics with me. All Fuck right. it. Let's just suck, too, because apparently it doesn't matter. I'm going to use my own random idea generator, a.k.a. the brain... <laughs> the brain sauce, and uh, and as we're going through the episode, if you want to, you can just point at me, and I will, gi- I will give us another new random talking point. So this theme is brought to you by Hayden's Fucked Up Mind. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to another adventure of... And uh, you were supposed to say Hayden's Fucked Up Mind. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're getting better. The chemistry yeah, is on right point, yeah. finishing each other's sentences. Sandwiches, Everything's yeah. going well. Hayden, uh, you asked me just before we jumped on here what I thought of Laguna Beach as a Huntington Beacher. And yeah, all so I can think a, of is the TV show. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear my thoughts on Laguna Beach, the TV show? <laughs> Sure. Yes, please. Give that's me the, all of that's them. That's the correct answer. Give me Thank all you. of them. Yes. The, the yes wrong and. answer was no. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to take a page out of the uh, the improv playbook on this one, which is anytime somebody says something, yes, and. Yes, and. Yes, and. Yes. And tell well, me more. Let me tell you. Let's start with LC. LC. Lauren Conrad. Lauren Conrad. I have nothing interesting to say about LC. She seems fine. Good for her. You know, use the show as a platform to launch her own whatever brand. I think she has clothing or something like that. Uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, lifestyle. Bi- we'll call it lifestyle. Buyables, yeah. She seems smart. She seems like she uh, saw the end game when she entered into that. You Could know? be, yeah. And kind of grabbed that that spotlight, you know? I don't know if she was the original she star wasn't the, of the show. The original, so I've learned about this, which is why this is in my brain. Was it supposed to be fuck. that Steven guy? Was, it was he a supposed Steven, to be the star? Steven Coletti and uh, Kristen Cavallari. Uh, but but Cavallari didn't come on strong till later years. No, no, no. Apparently they were their romance was like that was supposed to be the that, crux no, that, of the show. That, that was like the the central part of seasons one and two. And Got then you. in season two, apparently there was a love triangle. I'm gonna stop talking about this because oh, it is you know what? It's funny. profoundly embarrassing. <laughs> it's that not I embarrassing know at all. This. You know, this is this is uh, authentic Southern well, California. I only, your childhood. I, only re- I only read about no no no. Here's the thing. I didn't I didn't watch. The Hills in high school. I only oh. learned about this because I clicked onto some fucking article like four days ago. Oh, wow. This is why it's fresh in the mind. That talked about um, apparently what uh, Cavallari got divorced from Jay Cutler, who was an no NFL quarterback. Way. So they got divorced and then she got back together with Homeboy from The Hills. Interesting. Or from Laguna Beach. That's weird because he sucks at football. He, he 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 sucks at football, but he doesn't suck at getting paid ten million plus dollars per year to be a mid tier quarterback, even though he's retired now. Oh no, I thought you meant she got back with Steven. She did. Oh, okay. What does he do? Uh, there's I don't. Oh no, Cutler's great at football. He played in the NFL. Thank you. Yeah, like he played in the NFL. He's on. The I was five saying the other guy sucks at football. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Casual passing I, joke. I, I, guess, I guess this means I have high standards for my football. Uh, for yeah. my football praise. Um. But yeah, apparently, uh, yeah, I would be curious if somebody out there wants to send a message to deuspod at gmail.com <laughs> with a life sure story. And if you happen to have the resume or CV, uh, I don't know what it would be written on of uh, homeboy. What's his name? Steven. Uh, I only know him as Steven, Steven. The font that shows up in the lower left exactly, corner of the screen. <laughs> exactly. I think it's a Steven Coletti, I think is sure. his name. Sure. Yeah, sure. So yeah, so apparently she, Cavallari and Coletti were the first two. And then I think LC, I guess, came in out of nowheres and uh, and kind of stole took, that spotlight. Took that over and then rode that right into the hills, which was like the yeah, extension. Yeah, and let of me it. explain to you Did that you know what's when, crazy is they were, like 
they were on national TV and they were like three, a tiny age. three years old. There was like 16 yeah. and 17 year olds. They're like right above us. Yeah. It's and it's crazy. Cause I think back on where I was at the time and, uh, and I was not in a place where I was anywhere near interesting enough to be on television or anything. That's funny. I think they were in the same place that they uh, were. That's they interesting. Just, that you said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so continuing on, uh, Hold on, I heard, heard a weird thumping noise. Anyway, oh, well, anyway, I, have I don't a, know what that was, but so, anyway, so I, I have a theme. Go ahead. Okay, well, I have a theme I need to ask you about. Mm-hmm. It's called the uh, the infinite curve of love. <laughs> the infinite curve of love. <laughs> yes. How did you know about the infinite curve of love? <laughs> exactly, man. Wow, wow. Tell us about it. The infinite curve of love. Yeah. Uh it's it's. I uh, heard it on the radio the other day, and I thought, you know what, this would make a great song lyric, and that's basically where the story ends. All right. Well, I'm not going to ask any questions. That's certainly the truth, and we'll move on. So when you asked me about Laguna Beach, I was thinking about the hills. Yes. Now, here's my my thoughts on the hills, and I think these are well-founded by the evidence at hand. And, and we have lots of video evidence of this from that beautiful um, real-life documentary series um, known as The Hills that well, was the, all true, uh, completely real, uh, nothing, uh, accurate. Nothing to, staged. Yes. There was no producers meddling in the background. Not at all. And, uh, Not at all. And shout out real quickly though to Natasha Bedingfield who wrote the uh, the rest mm-hmm. is still unwritten yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's a fucking fantastic song. Sure, that's one opinion of that song. Yes, exactly. Uh, moving on, <laughs> I, I, I a lot of people are concerned with alien life, but I, I would say the evidence has been in front of us the whole time. Audrina from oh. the Hills is. I think she's probably from like Arachnoid Four. Arachnoid Four, yeah, good, good planet in the animal. Delta in the Delta system. Okay, <laughs> yes, Nebulon. in the Tarantulon system. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think she's from there. Uh, I'm 95 percent positive she has a proboscis. Um, um, if, which, if you are familiar with butterfly anatomy, uh, the proboscis is the thing that reaches deep down into the flower and sucks out that nectar. Oh. Um, I think Audrina uses that mainly as a functional organ. Okay. Um, but I think uh, maybe aroused sometimes the proboscis comes into play and that's why she was always seeing new boyfriends and stuff it, it was always a battle like for them to really accept her for who she was uh, and it's also like a huge burden to know about alien life and not be able to tell you know what I mean because you know they had to protect her from the men, men in black and uh, things like that so mm-hmm. that was one thing I took away was you know, for a country that seems to be into aliens, nobody's talking about the alien that's right in front of us. So, Adrena, if you ever want to come on the show, tell us about your upbringing on Arachnoid 4, uh, I believe is what I said. Uh, we, we would love to have you on. Uh, the other thing that I noticed from the hills is that I think Spencer and Heidi. Yeah, the Pratts. I think both of them didn't know the show was fake. like i think everyone else knew it was fake and and was like you know probably had a good amount of lines you know not not totally scripted a lot of it's off the cuff and you can tell that by the quality of the conversation but yeah um i think spencer and heidi didn't know it was fake so what so what from their activities or their behavior would indicate that they didn't know it was fake i think that they thought everything was real like they reacted to everything as it like all these shocking melodramatic twists I think they just didn't know anything was fake and and you know people keep telling them that that was that wasn't real and and yeah. they they've just been grappling with that that their whole life is fake uh and I think that drove them crazy. 
Gotcha. Is right. everybody telling them that their perception is fake, uh, okay. and yet it seems so real to them. Yeah, makes sense. So anyway, those are my well, hot I guess, takes. Yeah, one thing to mention, yeah, you mentioned grappling. So one thing that is real is shout out Spencer Pratt. I think he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. So. Is he really? Yeah. Damn, I need to keep training. I know. That's fine. He's got no stand-up game. Probably not. Come at me, Spencer come at Pratt. Me, come at us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Come on, dude. <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. I'll just tell him something shocking, and he'll believe it, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell him I got reinforcements coming. They're in the trees, Spencer. Yeah. They're in the trees. They're, they're coming. They're in the trees. Oh, God. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. got to be real. It's got to be real. Yeah, if he yeah. said it, it's got to be real. Maybe he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, but he's a white belt mentally. Oh, oh Spencer. Oh, dang. <laughs> Talking shit to somebody who can't respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting until uh, Spencer Pratt beats me up now, which is probably going to happen. Um, but that would imply that uh, he listened to the show, so that'd be pretty cool. You know what? I would take that. I would, if you got beat up, by I'm Spencer willing to Pratt, take a sacrifice dude, for the I'd audience. Be ha- I would be. Yeah, it's not a problem. I'd be cool with it. I'd yeah. be. I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Were you going to say something, or did you want me to continue on this thread? Well, I was going to say that uh, one of the things I was thinking about throwing out there, but I don't know how well it would do because we're off the cuffing. This is mm-hmm. um, apps that I wish existed. Whether or not there's actually a market for them, so it then got me thinking about all right, what's a pain point or a frustration i wish there was an app that would sleep in my place <laughs> so it would just do the sleeping for me so i could just stay up and then i and then it would like tran it would bluetooth to me the benefits of getting eight full hours of sleep yeah i mean i wish that existed too <laughs> so somebody make it that's what needs to happen if you had the technology to make that i feel like there's better things you could make that. No, um, no i mean that's my dream app to be honest but if you had that kind of technology, that kind of neuro-stimulating technology, uh, there's a lot of interesting things you could do. What with else could that. you do? With I feel it? like you could make yourself smart with that. Maybe. I mean, it's almost You're changing it's your almost, brain. It's almost like you have a, like a piano keyboard in front of you, and then you can just have the app go dong, and then you're like super well rested, and you go dong, and you're like super left brain today, and you can go dong. Yeah, I feel like if you could do that, you could do the Matrix thing, where I could be like. Hey, I know Tai Chi. I need a pilot program <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a DR75 twin yeah. rotor. <laughs> Teach me how to hotwire a motorcycle. Yeah, Got it. Uploading now. I know Tai Chi. Yeah, I thought you could do that. I wouldn't use it to learn Tai Chi, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only example I know. It sounds, yeah. it's, here's the thing. Tai Chi sounds a lot... Like by the name of it, it sounds super legit. What's your thoughts as a, somebody who's pretty knowledgeable about martial arts? Mm, I think you're giving me too much credit, but I, I do try to be knowledgeable in my limited experience. Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. As somebody who has a, a degree of knowledge, yes, of, yes, and is interested, yeah. Okay. What do I think? Well, I'm not the, even going to qualify your, your amount. I of think interest. your question is, what is the most like useful martial art? No, no, no. I'm no, saying no. what? I'm happy to answer that. No, I want you to <laughs> shit on Tai Chi a little bit and shit on Tai Chi. I well, love Tai not Chi. Shit on Chi. Uh, yeah. So not shit on it, but I want you to. It's exp- a way to spend time. Ex- okay, so explain what it is, and uh, and most importantly, what can't it do. I think Tai Chi is more of a meditative practice. Yeah, um, not, the people I see that have done it in parks and stuff like that, it seems it to has be... has Chi in the name. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I think it's about directing energy, whatever that means. Yeah, um, but there's no there's no actual... Com- there's, is, is there a combat arm of Tai Chi that like, well, fucks people like, up? Well, there's like movie extensions, like Ip Man is a Tai Chi master. Yeah. Isn't I don't, it, is you know, it Ip take, Man or I, IP Man? No, it's Ip Man or maybe like Eat Man. I don't know. But it's not IP, man. It's real? Okay. <laughs> Intellectual property, man. Well, the, yeah. It's hey, fun. you can't use that image on your blog. Exactly. Yeah. The, <laughs> and then he oh sideswipes it yeah. off. That's common. Yeah. That's common use. Common license. <laughs> hey, did you pay for that? <laughs> yes. I'm Ip, man. <laughs> IP, yeah, man. I don't think you watched that movie because that doesn't happen once. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I've seen clips from the movie, and the person that originally told me about the movie is from a part of this country that uh, would not have as much nuance, I'll say, when it comes to uh, understanding different cultures. Got you, got so. you. Yeah, Ip Man was Tai Chi. Okay. I think it's it literally is Ip Man, Master of Tai Chi. Ip it's Man, Master one. of Tai yeah, Chi? Yeah, okay. I think that's the one. I don't really know any other combat use. It's sort of like that, and Wushu is another one that's, that's very performative. So, like, uh, if you want to be a sword fighter, like... Um, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that yeah. kind of style of yep. movie is all like wushu. Wushu, okay. Like, wushu is very performative. Uh, uh, so it involves a lot of swords and like uh, performative punches and kicks, like things that look really cool, okay. I think. And I think a lot of the, like it's choreographed. I don't, I don't, I don't know that much about wushu, but I know that much. I, I don't know if it's developed to be the most like practical martial art. Yeah. What, what, what do you think is the most practical martial art? My answer might surprise you. Practical martial art. I'll ask you in a second. Do you want me to cough so you can open that uh, that Coke Zero? Three, two, one. <coughs> oh, we didn't time that well. <laughs> <laughs> <Not very> well. <laughs> All right, let me hear your answer. Right, well, first, first, firstly, you give me you, you give me a, you give me a countdown and a cough. Okay, ready. Three, two, one. I'm coming for you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a running theme of the show, by well, the way. Well, that yeah. we'll just I have nothing against the gap. Let's just replace the <laughs> intro to the show with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, it's like I think we have some cool knowledge to bring to people, mm-hmm. but you know, you you gotta go a little lowbrow to get those yeah. people in. And I think our version of that is just like calling out Spencer Pratt <laughs> of all people. He's the new punching bag. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Yeah, yeah. And nobody will criticize well, us for doing it. We can do anything we, we want. We can do anything we want, and then we will also uh, that can be like the foundation of us getting in one of the goals. Get into Us Weekly. Yeah, and, uh, is that still publishing? I think so. It might be Us Quarterly, but yeah, you know who would know if it's still in publication. Spencer yeah, Pratt. For sure. For sure. What up? For sure. He probably reads it. Hilarious. <laughs> um, so most uh, most practical martial art. So the low-hanging fruit, the easy answer is you just ASMR that sip like in a big way. Give, give us give us like a pro, give, give us another. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was that good. wasn't even a sip on that yeah, one. Yeah, that was all made up. That so, was all me. All right. So real quickly, do an actual sip and then a and then a simulated sip sound. Okay, that was one of the two. I okay. can't tell you whether that was real. All right, or not. then here's the other one. And here's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one of those was fake. Try to one guess of which those. one. <laughs> You're never gonna guess it. Exactly, you'll never guess. Um, so back to most practical, uh, yeah. practical martial art. Give me your, give me your easy, thoughts. Easy answer is uh, is jujitsu because it seems to work pretty well in uh, in in and across a lot of different. Uh, Fight styles, it seems to be the uh, the one that unravels and undoes any advantage you somebody might have in striking, in, uh, in Muay Thai, kickboxing, is just get taken to the ground. But I'm going to say the best, uh, most practical martial art is gun. Nah, fuck guns. I was just having this conversation. <laughs> like, weapons are such bullshit. God, they're so lame. Like, yeah. I, I guess you could then make the argument that, like, hmm... People that are born that are shorter, I guess, are at a disadvantage. So guns kind of democratize things because it's a skill that anybody can learn, I guess. But uh, no, I think weapons are bullshit. Okay. What do you think is the most practical martial art? So if you live in like a grassland, I guess jujitsu would be 
the winter because you could do it. But since we live in like concrete, asphalt, things like that, like you can't really pull guard on concrete. Uh, even if you're in mount or something, your knees on the ground, like, man, it just seems so uncomfortable. So jujitsu would be up there for me, but I actually think uh, different forms of grappling, like more control-based stand-up grappling, like... Um, Greco-Roman? Yeah, like that kind of wrestling. Really? I actually think might be the but most judo. practical. Yeah, or judo because of the throws. Judo throw, yeah, it keeps you off it So keeps because you off you're on cement or asphalt, like, yeah. it's really about, like, throws and control because, like, okay, if you're in a fight on a mat or something, the throw doesn't end the fight. And no. then on the ground is when a lot of the fight's going to happen, so jiu-jitsu becomes much more practical. But, but if you hit somebody with the earth... Yeah, on, if you uh, throw somebody on cement, the fight's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Or well, if prop, you do prop. like a double leg or something, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, done. They're gonna, their head's going to hit ground. Like, yeah? Yeah, that, that's, that's done. It's not hitting a mat. Um, so those are really scary, but, but I think, and if you look at the UFC, again, this isn't real life. Uh, so they are on mats and stuff. So maybe this isn't the best argument, but if you look at the champions and the top, the top players in the UFC right now, like they all have wrestling backgrounds aside from like two. So Izzy and Volkanovsky would be only the only two champions that are really like dominant strikers. You know what I mean? And, and both of them are going to have wrestling challengers coming their way. They, they both have big wrestlers in their divisions coming their way. So except middleweight, middleweight is very striking heavy right now, which makes it pretty fun. Yeah, that's true. It's a good division. Every, every top fight is a stand-up fight in that division. That's very true, yeah. And yeah. we've got, uh, yeah, the next four pay-per-views are pretty fucking stacked. How do you feel about Izzy Paulo Costa? Uh, and just so everybody knows, we're transitioning the UFC talk for about three minutes just so, so if you I want to get fa- some bets down. Yeah, if you fast want, forward if you, about... If you, want, if you want to fast yeah. forward, we'll, we'll... Click that 30 seconds. Exactly. About six, six times, times and then we'll be done on this. Um, I think... Uh, I think it's going to be a bull versus sort of the more just, I don't know. I'm so I thought Izzy would knock out Romero. Yep. Because Romero doesn't move that much. Now, that was an overstatement. That, that was a really weird flat fight, and I didn't really learn that much. Um, I thought it was boring and underwhelming, and I think I actually enjoyed that fight. I, I enjoyed watching it. To I, be I mean, it was, it was good. Like, it was good if you. It know, was such a mental chess match. It yeah. for sure was, and there was a lot. There was a lot of back and forth. Like, that's a real fight. They they both had knockout power, and like Izzy got hit with that overhand. He's like, I, I, okay, like I I would never fault him for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, me neither. But at the same time, I don't think he. I don't think. I think he gets too much credit for winning that fight. I think Romero showed up way better. I mean, you and I had a text argument with this over this as yeah, I it was ha- as clearly it was, won. I thought Romero clearly won. I thought Romero showed up and was the more really. I didn't think he did anything. He oh, didn't really do anything, dude. He did so much, and that was and that, he stood that, still for probably three to four minutes of that fight. Here's the thing: <laughs> that's the narrative that Izzy put out and did a good job of taking deflecting off of himself for not particularly I engaging. I I'm felt gonna, like I'm least, gonna have to rewatch this so I, I can feel come like, back and argue with myself. Well, Romero didn't change up anything. He just did this whole th- the same thing the whole fight. He stood still and tried to catch him coming in, and then Adesanya was like, and then every once in a while he would blitz like once around, but Izzy would just get out of the way. Yeah. So and then what did what was it, what was Izzy doing? Izzy in the first round was like trying to figure out what the hell was happening. He got caught going in, so he was like, "Okay, I can't do that anymore." So he changed up his strategy and he just went till I'm just going to leg kick you from the outside and get the fuck out of there. And I felt like, "Okay, he won the fight because he like changed up his strategy. He went through adversity, he changed up his strategy, he found a way to win, right? Romero didn't change up his strategy. He did the same I thing the whole fight. I wouldn't say Izzy found a way to win. I say he found a way to not lose. Uh, he did a lot of damage to that leg. Okay. Those are some heavy kicks. Cool, man. 
heavy kicks. Cool, man. <laughs> you don't respect the leg kick? I mean, the re- the leg kick is super powerful because you... God, every- I can't believe you don't respect the leg no, no, kick. No, no, I... I for- Day is exclusive. Hayden doesn't respect I the leg kick. I for sure respect the leg kick, but I'm also not going to like... If somebody leg kicks somebody a whole bunch, I'm not going to... And they tap from leg kicks... Oh, I've seen that. That, that. I know. I know it's happened multiple times it's on ha- one card. Actually, it's, ha- it's yeah. happened for sure. No it's doubt. Devastating. No doubt. But if I'm seeing middleweight brawlers going after the after like the champ, the world championship belt, I'm expecting a little bit more action. That that's why I thought Romero should have lost that fight because he he didn't do enough to take it. Like I I know this is a mm. thing that people don't people think every fight should just be judged uh, objectively, no, but I actually but think the, championship fights should be judged a little differently. Like I think Ty goes to the runner, and that to me so was Ty, a goes, Ty goes to the runner. That so Ty goes to the champ. Okay, to me. Um, so he, th- he th- didn't do three enough. Minutes is like, up. Oh, three minutes. Is yeah, up? Our three minutes. So is let up. me just let's go to Costa really quickly. Okay, I, yeah. I think he'll knock out Costa. You think Izzy's going to knock out Costa? Yeah. Man, you are so into Izzy, bro. It, it's not even that. It's I'm looking at Costa's body. He walks forward a lot, and he has very short arms compared to his body. Okay. And I think those two things, like, I, can Costa knock Izzy out? Can he win this fight? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. he looks great. Like, he, he looks legitimately great. But as someone who manages distance so well in Adesanya, like... That's such a, such a disadvantage. Like you saw that with Romero. Romero could not blitz and catch up to him. Yeah. Like it, it, he he has that ability to manage distance so that in a fight he can change up the strategy like that. Like Costa's going to be a lot harder because he's going to do that constantly and he has killer cardio. Mm. But I I I honestly it's the arms. I think if his arms were a little longer, he he would be favored in this fight. But his arms are are. Like his ape index is is rather small. It looks like, like okay. his arms are short. Well, because he's part T Rex. Is he a little bit? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to insult Paulo Costa. You can. <laughs> well, I think that's a compliment. If <laughs> anything, <laughs> I'm terrified of the man. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to. Also, the, he seems cool. Yeah, they both that, seem cool. Run that yeah. back. Yeah. Which UFC fighter would you most like to have a beer with? Most like to have a beer with? That's still active. Oh yeah, Adesanya for sure. Okay. Yeah, he's my guy. All he's right. my only sports hero. That's okay. never let me down. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Some guys, you're there. You're watching them. You know, like Rosenstroke was another one that <laughs> yeah. I was watching from the beginning. Shout out to him. He's fighting soon. He's fighting. Uh, yeah. He's tomorrow. Fighting, he's fighting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we're not yeah. supposed to. Say oh, what, just what, kidding. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, maybe. It's not that big of a deal. We'll see. So yeah, sometimes uh, for those of you listening, now that we've back, we've painted ourselves into this conversation corner. Um, we uh, try not to disclose what day it is in space time because sometimes yeah. we release these on a different day. Yeah, in fact, taking this will you, be a long time from taking that you behind the veil. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to the life of a podcaster. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah not not committing to any timing. Well, I, I guess uh, we should close on this. I'm really enjoying being a park person. Ooh, a park person loving the park. What kind of park? Killing it at the park. Dog park, human yeah, park. Yeah. So my roommate and I have been going over to Stoner Park, Stoner doing some park. kickboxing, doing some grappling to noob grapplers, trying to make it happen in the park. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. We have like our friends now that we see there because oh. they have their little dogs. Oh, you have waveable friends at the park yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I have dog friends at the park. Wow. Like the dogs will come up. They know me now. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. It's becoming like the the happening scene. We're back in 1952. Yeah, going to the drive-in <laughs> movie theater. Yeah, so I wouldn't Except say that's that, a park. I wouldn't say that I've become this, but I've had to become this. I've ha- recently had to become somebody who listens to FM radio. 
Nice. And you use those station suggestions, huh? And I use, yeah, you can, Pat gave me a couple of good station suggestions because I was complaining very loudly about top 40 radio. <laughs> you were sick of hearing Knights of Sidonia. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. It's not 2005 anymore. I don't know why K-Rock is playing the Knights of Sidonia. They <laughs> will <laughs> not control. Yeah, yeah, that's a real, that's a real and FM I, radio. Like, I, that's a throwback. I don't know why. And so now I've got a couple new ones, but most importantly is that I, uh, I, and this is because the cassette adapter, the mm. cassette, no, 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 not the cassette adapter. I liked having the cassette adapter. I yeah. love my cassette adapter, but it only is something that I love if the cassette player is working properly. So I am now on a mission quest to uh, to get myself a new uh, Bluetooth hookup set up in the vehicle. So I have a good one that plugs into the cigarette lighter. That's yeah, the way to go. But this is gonna be like a real one where I'm replacing like the whole ra- Ooh, radio stereo radio. man, dude. Wow. I I was like I've my knowledge of stereos for cars. Do you know what? So here's something crazy. I learned that there's a special, there's a, <laughs> the vessel with the pestle, the vessel with the pestle, <laughs> Mike Tyson, um, that there's a, that there's a special unit for the size of radio slots in your dashboard. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with what it is? I don't know. Tell me. It is called the DIN, D-I-N. Oh, the DIN. So, yeah. so. DIN number. DIN number. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me more about this. I know the font, DIN Pro. Okay. That's totally <laughs> the same thing. Um, so shout out to, yeah. So, so if you think of like a stand, I think a one din is like two inches tall by seven inches wide. Mm. And so that's for like your standard small one. But if you've got like the DVD player screen one going on, that's double din. It's good to learn something every day. I don't know if I'll ever use this, but, and so, uh, and so I learned it and then I was able to look up that for my car, it has a double din setup. And so that means that I then went online and found a double din. Wow. Stereo thing and then i ordered that and then Damn. i ordered this other thing that i think is the right thing are you gonna have an aux input i do i'm i'm, I'm doing i'm bypassing wow. aux I, that's all i wanted in this world was an aux i think once this podcast blows up i'll be able to afford an aux input i'm dude i'm skipping aux i'm going straight oh, you're just gonna bluetooth into straight it. to bluetooth that way i can nice. charge my phone while it's connected which is one nice. of the pitfalls right now i gotta pre-charge otherwise i can't be like sans power so anyway yeah that's true got that going on i'm looking forward to uh you're just gonna find once i get this done there's gonna be a whole new hayden yeah (laughs) hey did you hear that new podcast (laughs) you're telling me about audio oh dude it's great yeah because right now i'm i hey uh, you know muse has an album after knights of cydonia (laughs) i was thinking about just like setting up my own that's your voice portable bluetooth speaker like in the cup holder of my car or something i've seen it done and but at this i mean and then so other than that i just have my that's a lifestyle yeah and then other than that i just have the burn cd from 2007 that's got mozart's or beethoven's fifth symphony Mm -hmm. so dun 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 getting into that oh yeah that was yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, so that was really good i get pumped for the show exactly yeah yeah I believe that's Vivaldi. Oh, is oh, is that a this, maybe? Was that sp- something with spring? Maybe one of the seasons. I could have been wrong. Who knows? Four seasons, five seasons. Uh, one thing I want to say before we close here: um, I mentioned how much I'm enjoying the park. We do need a jujitsu instructor that's willing to hang out with us. Uh, if you know one or you are one yourself and uh, you want to do this, you know, for free, hang out with us, and uh, we'll roll with you. And uh, you live on the west side, and you know what Stoner Park is. 
Um, you can you can hit us up at dayaspod at gmail.com or you can DM me. Or even you if you don't want to do it for free, we have a, uh, a very small budget. Yeah, 20 bucks a class. Cool. It's a combination of uh, Coke Zeros and, yeah. uh, and hairstyling product from Challenger Men's Care. Shout out to Challenger Go Men's ahead, Care. Go ahead. Do your thing. I don't know. That was that was the whole one for today. Oh, that was yeah, your that your was, promo today. Challenger okay. Men's Care, ChallengerCare.com. There actually is a new website. New website is live. Boom. So if somebody wants to go out. to ChallengerCare.com, nice. And uh, and that's what we got. Perfect. Well, uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we close out? No, just wanted to. Sp- well, I should speak words to power about what a fantastic job you have been doing, <laughs> getting all these episodes live. We do have doing, some killer guests coming on, doing a fantastic yeah. job lining up, sourcing, and most importantly, just having having the courage to invite some of these bigger guests to come on. Oh, it's for sure, really, yeah. tre- really tremendous. I have uh, to, I have to commend you on that. Yeah, yeah. Bill Gates is coming on, so yep. we gotta go ahead and wrap up exactly. right now. Okay. Um, and then we have uh, some other big ones coming on as well. Herman Cain's ghost. Herman Cain's ghost. Well, I heard his Twitter tweet. Yeah, his Twitter's it's live just, again, so just, I'm reaching just, out. His Twitter tweeted yesterday, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> God. So we got that going on. So so what this, All right, what P, this is to say, yeah, lots, yeah. Lots, of, lots of good guests coming up. And uh, shout out to Patrick for doing a fantastic job of helping get our, our great guests. I've been responsible for a handful, but, uh, but Patrick has really been killing it. So I have to commend you for that. Thank you. And shout out to y'all for listening. Uh, I get great feedback on these episodes all the time and it's really fun. Um, you know, this thing's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun work. Yeah. So I don't mind it at all. And if you want to find out more or, uh, support us financially, oh, yeah. you can go to deuspod.com. I think it's deuslifepod.com. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> And uh, and there'll yeah, we'll be a link that to our yeah. Patreon page where you can back us. And then we're gonna yeah. add, yeah. There might be a new tier, which is uh, if you commit enough money, we will uh, we will actually remember the name of yeah, our fucking web, tier. our own fucking website. <laughs> um, so yeah, perfect, perfect. Well, uh, this has been another episode of Day's Life and Aspirational Podcast, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.